State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Yep, yep, get old boys is back and reloaded. All in your mind, yeah, now deep throated. This is for the streets, the real, the railroaded. The disenfranchised, the truth, the scapegoated. And they know it, we speak the truth so they quote it. Cause we wrote it, the north, south, the east coast. It's the GB knocking, we keeping your head bobbing. It ain't no stopping. And once the beat drops in, by then the system is so corrupt. They throw the rock out their hands and then blame it on us. It's GB. Don't get it twisted, on cold and we ain't dancing for no buttermilk biscuits. It's Willie D, y'all, reloaded with another episode of information and instructions to help you navigate through this wild, crazy, beautiful world. In the studio. Hold up. 
Justin Riley. Ho, ho. That boy hit him with my Facebook name. Hold up. <laughs> B-King is in the building, y'all. Hey, what it do, B what it King. do? Man, it's good to see you, bro. Same here, man. It's good to see you, man. It's good to see your evolution. You, Appreciate you, that. Appreciate you, that. You, you, brother, have come a long ways, and that is a good thing. You know, I'm talking affirmatively. You have come a long ways in your development as an artist. For sure. You for know, sure, you for put sure. the work in. You put a lot of work in. Yeah, I, I used to be mad at my path back in the day, but I, I appreciate it now. You right. know what I'm saying? Uh, people who come out real hard in the beginning, they they fall real fast too. You know, so yeah, mine I had to had to climb the whole time. You know what I'm saying? But it, we up now. Oh, up. Is there still any doubt from others? No, I know you never had no, any doubt, but from others, no. it um they believe now. I wouldn't say it was ever doubt. It was um I think um. For my generation, it, it was always a, a weird era we were in. You know what I'm saying? We were right after, you know, the Slim and, and Roe and, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, you know, my generation is, you know, uh, Propane, uh, Kirk Bang, Just Britney, Dobies. You know, our generation was more of the internet streaming Houston generation. And, and with us, you know, we didn't have all the major deals and everything that everybody had before us, you know, but not saying that that made that generation, you know, Houston to me always been an underground city, you know what I'm saying? But when you take that underground aspect away, the DJ screws, the, you know, Michael Watts around, see, they still entities, but it wasn't like how the underground scene was, you know, with the mixtapes, you know, we had to come out through the internet and streaming and Twitter and, you know, stuff like that, you know. So my generation, it was... People didn't consider it traditional Houston music, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, with me, you know, I, I don't sip serve, I don't do drugs, you know. So, in a city where everything's slow, I was the only motherfucker with energy. You oh. know what I'm saying? My music was, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, a lot of people, you know, they wouldn't consider what I did Houston music, you know. But you look at how everything sounds today from the city. Everything has energy now. Everything is club, you know club based from Houston now so, so I can say so, I did so that shit fair to say you did that I huh? did that yeah, shit you, you, you'll take that it credit. is what it is yeah you know what you know to your point after Slim and 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 um Paul Wall and everybody you know did that thing you know um Chameleon Ass and the Mike Jones and all mm -hmm. of that <clears throat> it did seem like things kind of kind of like came to a halt almost and so it took a long time, like, you know, mm -hmm. to really, like, get that thing, get that thing back. I know Travis Scott came sometime later, but, mm -hmm. you know, it was pretty much seemed like it really wasn't any any real activity except for what you and maybe uh, uh, DJ Chose was doing. Yeah, for had, sure. It had a little sure. buzz going on. Kurt Cobain mm -hmm. was doing his thing. But <clears throat> as far as consistently hearing stuff out there, uh, you were the guy. That I mm -hmm. heard, you know, and you, of course, Zero always putting that, but Zero is another era. But yeah. shit, Zero is all eras. But yeah. you know, yeah, what I'm God, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Shout out you know? to the homie, man. Yeah. But uh, no, for sure, man. I, um, consistency, that's always been my thing, you know what I'm saying? Um, um, you know, shout out to people like JQ, you know, 979, you know, he always 
helped me, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, through the radio. You know what I'm saying, helping me pick my singles and making sure that they were radio friendly and club, you know what I'm saying, even to this day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, man, I am tell people all the time, you can't compete with the rapper to make his own beats, man. Shit, I'm, I'm not going to fall off ever. Huh. Yeah, let's talk about that, man. Shit, man. What, what's, what, <clears throat> what is the process like to be a rapper and a producer? I've never known that process. I've only known the one side and the, the rapping side. But what's that process like, and how do you mentally switch? You know, before I get into that, I, I'll tell you the downside of it. The, the downside of it is people never truly respect you as a rapper. When, when people yeah. bring that Houston rapper conversation up, they always leave me out. When I've had most more success than m- most of them, plaques, all that, you know what I'm saying? But people will never look at me as a rapper because I probably the club music and, you know, how I play on songs a lot. But when you are a producer as well, people never put Dr. Dre in that category, never really put Kanye in that category. Even David Banner's another one. Juicy J, my favorite rapper. They don't put him in that category, you know. So, you know, but for the most part, to answer your question, you know, it's one of those things where you hear music so much that, you know, it's kind of like a a Prince and Michael Jackson thing. Like Michael Jackson, people love Michael Jackson for everything he did. And Michael Jackson, my favorite too, but... Prince, you could put Prince in that studio by himself, and he's gonna come out with that hit, self-contained by himself. He he made the music, everything, sung it, and everything. You know, so for the most part, I think artists like me who make the beats, the music too. You just you hear it from his from the beginning to the end. You know, you don't have to look for a beat or. You know, sometimes I had a beat already and then the idea come from that. Or sometimes I had an idea already from being on the road or something and I'll make the beat for the idea I have. Either way it go, it's going to be a bad motherfucker in about 30 minutes. <laughs> the beat and the, and the rap? Yeah. Not the beat and the rap. You can't do the beat, beat and the rap in 30 minutes. Well, yeah, you can. It, but it, to me, the creating part's easy. It's the mixing. Like I mix and master all my music too. So that's that's what take a week. You did a beat. You, uh, wait, hold on. you you saying that you have the propensity to make the beat and the rap in within thirty minutes? Yeah, the beat is the easy part. I can make a beat in five minutes, and it'll be hard. Yeah, five minutes, and then once the beat playing in a loop. The idea come to you, the hook, you know, you lay that hook down real quick and, you know, a club song, you don't need more than eight bars in your verse. So, you know, I don't write that bullshit I be saying. So you go in there and freestyle four bars and then stop and think, shit, you do that three more times, shit, the song done. Mm-hmm. I got a theory why you don't get your respect for being a rapper. Probably. I know where you're going with that. I know where you're going with well, that. Well, let me see if you, 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 you know. Let me see if you get lyricism. You know, it's intricate, and people, you know, it they feel you should write it, and it takes time, <laughs> a thought process. Because I can really fucking rap too. <laughs> people don't understand. Like that's what I'm cut from. I'm cut from, you know, Lloyd Banks and Pusha T and Joe Button. You know, like the O two ish, O three ish. That's why you know when Swish House was like. Right before they got their deal, everybody was talking about Mike Jones. I mean, I was on Magno. 
magnificent. You know what I'm saying? That's who I was bumping at Swish House. You know, but my, what's your theory? Well, I, I, you know, I appreciate I appreciate you, uh, you know, giving me credit for for thinking, but uh, being a thinker, but uh, it ain't that deep. I think the reason why you don't get your respect as a rapper is because your name is Beat King. Well, yeah. You get, your name, you get people think of you as a producer, so For you're sure. making beats. So maybe you change your name to Rap, Rap King, King. I don't want to smoke with that. And you'll get your, you know you'll get your, you'll get your credit as a rapper. You know, and, and then and then uh, you know, at the end of the day, maybe that's maybe that's maybe that's the name of one of your new albums or something. <laughs> Rap be, King, Be King, Rap King. You know, at the end of the day, man, I don't give a fuck either. Willie really yeah. D, I don't. Juicy J is my idol and mentor. I always wanted to be just like him. You know, when shit going on in my career, but Juicy I, J, he don't make beats. Do yeah, he do. He, he do? made all all that three six mafia shit. Him and DJ Paul were making the beats today. Yeah. Yeah, I thought DJ Paul was doing all of them. Juicy J, they time. would make, they were doing it together. Oh, okay. Yeah, Juicy J, he's a DJ and a producer. You yeah. know, so a lot of those, um, those big three six mafia hits. All right, more respect, more, more, more respect for, <laughs> for Juicy J, man. I ain't know. I already had respect for him, but more respect. But you know, it's crazy. I like yeah. I say, I, I see what they don't give him, so I can't expect. For them to give it to me, they just did a, a top fifty rappers list. Three Six Mafia was nowhere on that list when the game sounds like them today. Hmm. Even Project Pat wasn't on there. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, you know, shit, I wasn't on the list. Man, I wrote. Listen, bro, I wrote most of the GB music. But you know what's crazy? But hold on, though? hold on. Listen, what I'm saying. Ghetto Boys is in most people's top five, ten, twenty, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. If I wrote most of the music, you know, if I wrote most of the songs, the majority of the music, but I got to you know, be somewhere, man. You know I got to be a, somewhere on some kind of list or you something. Know what? In a fucked up ass way, you probably not going to like this. Just like how Pimp C wasn't on there, but Bun was on there. So we look at it like, all right, Pimp C on there because Bun on there. If you see Face on there, you're like, all right, that's Ghetto Boy. That's the whole conglomerate. That's how I looked at it. They couldn't put groups on there. Let me get you some goddamn glasses, brother. <laughs> I need my goddamn credit, man. I need. They couldn't we, put groups on there because up, when we start busting up publishing checks. On God, you know what I'm saying? I hey, feel man, that. that publishing check, get that 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 Scarface that publishing that, check, go to Brad Jordan. Willie, my publishing check say W. Dennis. He'll say B. Jordan. You dig what I'm saying? I feel so it. yeah, I need mine, man. I, I need feel all it. of mine. You know, it come with it, bro. We just got to die and shit. That should be lame. You know what I'm saying? Once we die, they be like, oh, man, Willie D was a genius. Why they do it like that, man? He had motherfucking mind playing tricks on you. He had bald head, ho. He, man. Why they do us like that, man? It be like that, man. People don't want to give it to you when you hear. They got to stand on that when you hear. When you gone, they can be like, oh, man, he gone, man. Now I can say it. Ain't that something. You know what I'm saying? It be like that. You know, I've... Went through that my whole career. So I'm used know, to it. You know, you know it's saying? like that wearing shirts also. Like if you wear the shirts of a deceased rapper, mm -hmm. like when a rapper is alive, you you hardly ever hardly ever catch another rapper wearing his shirt. Hip hop is but if masculine. So the moment he dies, hip hop is masculine. You know, it's almost the opposite of hip hop. The word gay. I'm telling you, like hip hop is so masculine. It's like. I could do a show 
And if there's some other rappers in there, it'd be like, as soon as I leave, man, nigga B King be making them hoes. That nigga, I, I fuck with that nigga shit. They'll never tell me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like in a room where everybody want to be alpha and masculine and shit. They they not gonna wear no shirt of somebody that's alive. But if he die, I mean, I can wear it now, shit. Cause I fucked with that nigga shit. Just like, but is that is that masculine? Is ma- is that masculinity or is that insecurity? It's uh insecurity. Insecurity. My big sister just passed away, Gangsta Boo. You know what I'm saying? And wow, we, yeah. Shouts out to Gangsta Boo. Yeah, a beautiful spirit. R.P. Lola. That was my dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We talk like every damn week. You know what I'm saying? Y'all did a lot of work together too, right? Yeah, and we you always. You, you, did you work on a new album? Sorry to cut you off. But did you work on a new album? I don't even know if that's real. I'm just yeah. being 100. I'm seeing all these blogs post. Um, she got this. Uh, what's it called Prometheus? Prometheus. When they when they have an album after they pass, some album coming out. Posthumous. Posthumous. Yeah. Well, posthumous. My po- well, however posthumous. you say it. Posthumous. Yeah. I don't know nothing about yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? They saying Juicy J. Juicy J. Ain't working on no Gangsta Boo album. Mm-hmm. I'm not working on gang. And I got enough shit in my hard drive to drop a whole album. You know what I'm saying? Because she, we recorded a lot of stuff that never came out. You know what I'm saying? But got off topic. Um, we we talked a lot about um, respect and everything and how people, like how she would hear a lot of her flow and a lot of the women today and a lot of, and a lot of them, they, they, they- Never gave credit. Never gave credit. And when she passed away, I watching all these rappers and say they loved her and all. I'm like, I just wish she could have saw that. Because right. we, we, we would joke about that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because Gangsta Boo- she was an asshole. Like, if you knew her, she was very nice, sweet person, but she was an asshole. You know what I'm saying? So she would be roasting a lot of these bitches and shit, a lot of motherfuckers. And, and you know, things I'd never repeat, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, she would, she would, I wish she could see how much people fucked with her. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. straight up, because her DNA is in a lot of the flow for the women. And I feel like I'm. <laughs> In a way, I'm a female rapper, man. Like, this is B100, the music I make. You know what I'm saying? How women gravitate toward it and all that, you know... It is what it is. You know, Be king, hey, female you know, rapper, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was just thinking about something. <laughs> you, know when I, you know when our content guys get a hold of this uh, thing to put it up on social media? That's going to be gonna a motherfucking... Be king is a, <laughs> that's going to be the caption. Be king. Got to make them click it. Got to make them click it. He's a female rapper. <laughs> hey, man. It is what it is, man. You, you, you look at, like... The female rap scene from Texas. It's all club music. They all was listening to Beat King when they was 15, 14, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And I ain't going to say no name. When you get to saying names, people take it the wrong way and think you're trying to take credit for somebody's success. And I never do that. We all work real hard to get to where we at. But it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And I know what I influenced. You know, mm-hmm. so, and I'm still here. You know, I ain't like one of the niggas that fell off. Like, man, y'all know y'all was listening to me. And I got, I got the money. I got the, the love, the respect, all that. You know, so I, I can look at the game now and be like, man, that's dope. That's dope. Ghetto Boys Reloaded Podcast. We'll be right back after the break. 
All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. King of the Clubs 2 mixtape. Uh-huh. You, you put that out, what, 2010? Was that, that was 2010? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty much our introduction introduction to you. And as a as an artist, uh the year before that, my first hit was with Candy Red. 
independent bitches get up on it then okay work i made that beat and from there people was uh, introduced to my sound okay a, yeah all right all right and for a long time man you were bubbling and then when you dropped that then leave <laughs> yeah how did that feel man <laughs> it felt like i um Everybody was like, oh, man, this is dope. You finally own it. I'm just like, man, look, to me, it was more like a about time feeling. Mm -hmm. And to a lot of people who were just discovering, I guess it was celebratory for them. To me, I'm like, I've been getting this money, been having big houses, been performing at these radio events all around the country these stadium i've been doing this it's just people didn't put the face with the music i say when the cucumber shit when i came up with that that started helping my likeness and people started knowing what i look like i had the whole green hair and all i was real retarded with it back then but when a song like that comes out it puts it all together you know and for you know a lot of new fans you know, they came around in 2020 during the pandemic, and they was like, man, this new guy, B-King, this is dope. Mm -hmm. But I've been out here for 10 years before that, you know what I'm saying? And it's nothing like a fan finding out they're late to the party. They're like, oh, shit. They get on Apple Music, start looking up all the old shit, and like, damn, wait, he made that? Wait, he made Throw That Ass? Wait, he made, because a lot of these songs that blew up, they just really remakes of what I've done already. You got to take a song like Then Leave. Me and Queendom Come, we made that already. A song we have called Ying About That Life. Oh, same formula. Slow mm -hmm. ass, simple ass beat. Girl on the hook. Take a song like what me and DJ Chose did with Thick. Th -th 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 Thick. We made that already. It's called Throw That Ass. Hold up, bitch. Throw That Ass. You know, so when you around long enough, you're going to recycle your shit and you know, when I got popping, popping, a lot of those new fans, they went to discovering all the older music and they put it back on TikTok today. And a lot of these older songs from my catalog, they're turning up today. And I'm looking at the Spotify numbers and they're going up. I'm just like, man, this shit's old as fuck. These kids were probably seven years old when these songs first came out. Now they 20 years old and it's new to them. So. It is what it is. Would you think it's fair to say, is it a fair assessment to say that your primary formula, your main ingredient is to keep it simple? Yeah. Simplicity sells. Yeah. I learned that. Um, and that, that, was, that, that wasn't an easy transition either because what I come from, I, um, I call myself a young old nigga. I'm 38 years old, you know, so I I know all about Ghetto Boys catalog. I know about Willie D's catalog, but I also know about K Carbon out of Memphis right now. I know about the youngest motherfuckers right now, and I know about the OGs. So it's like the shit I'm cut from, hmm. I know what real music is. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm making beats, I want to pack it full of shit, let people know that I'm just that nigga. And I had to learn that people don't give a fuck. Make what's appeasing to the ear and what people can listen to and feel good. And it, it hits their brain quickly. You know what I'm saying? So I start making these simple ass beats. 
hey, I just start taking all the sounds out and just putting drums in that motherfucker. That's and that's didn't leave number drums. You know what I'm saying? Just switch the drums up for the verse. Doom, doom, doom. You know, yeah. You know, so with the beats, I had to, that wasn't an easy transition. And I'm I'm a lyrical person. I can really rap if I want to, but I had to learn that bitches don't want to learn trigonometry in the club. Mm-hmm. Huh. Just make a simple beat that a drunk bitch will like, and put a hook on it that a drunk bitch will like, and you're gonna win every summer. Huh. Man, let's go back to the early summers when man, where does Beat King originate? Like at what where did you grow up? I'm from Studiwood. Studiwood. North side, right next right next to Eckes Home. Okay. That's, that's in the Houston area. Yeah, people. North Side, okay. Houston area. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I mean, got a, I got a partner uh, named Swift. He's a lawyer. Uh, we call him Swift. Okay, that was his hood name, Swift. Okay, but he's a lawyer now. And uh, I call every time we talk about Fifth Ward and and and, and Studio Wood, uh-huh. I always call it. I always say no, no good Studio Wood. Hey, man, <laughs> and, and motherfucking <laughs> let, let, let me jump you, ass Fifth Ward, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> shit, y'all motherfuckers oh, stay coming to Booker T yeah, trying to jump niggas and shit. Man, we not going for that shit. We yeah. don't come to uh, what's the what's the high school at Bill Ward? Uh, start with a with W. Um, word, I mean, word, not, not word not word word enough. Uh, what, what? Nah, it's with a W. I can't. I'm trying to remember. Whatever. I went to high school in Fifth Ward. It was an alternative school. I went there for like two years. What what area on the north? Oh, uh, right off the freeway. What, what's that fucking uh Wheatley? Oh, Wheatley. Yeah. yeah, we ain't come to Wheatley with smoke and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, uh. One time, one time, yeah. one time, uh, I'm going to tell you this quick story and we can get back on track. But, uh, one time we riding in the car and, uh, you know, he was, he was a little cheap dude, right? Mm-hmm. So he, he wanted me to pay him for gas to go get my car. I had to go pick up my car from the uh, shop. So he wanted me to give him some gas money. <laughs> So I, so, I, so I was like, man, you charging me for gas? He's like, yeah, man. I said, okay, all right. So I put. The- you did some finessing ass fifth wall shit. So, <laughs> so I put twenty dollars on the console. Uh-huh. So I put twenty dollars on the console, and then twenty dollars he left it there, right? So when I got out the car to go get in my car, mm-hmm. I took the twenty back. I took the twenty. I took the 20 back. Hey, man, that's how <laughs> so I do. I drive, I drive off, right? So once I get down the street, he called me. He said, man, old Fifth Ward ass shit you just did. Bro, I'm the same way. It don't matter how much, uh, how successful I may get or uh, money I may make. I'm I'm still cheap, my nigga. Like, I still go to the club. I hate paying the park. That's my pet peeve. Oh, like, man. I hate giving you, I hate, I feel like I'm paying to cut my car off. Oh man, let's like, talk I hate about paying that. the park. You know, so I go to valet, I give them what they fifty dollars or whatever, and go to the club, come back and be like, man, they didn't let me in, man. Uh, dress code, man, so I can get a refund back. Man. Mm-hmm. Like, I just hate paying the park. Yeah, but, but why do you think they get away with that though? Hey man, everybody gotta eat. I respect it. You respect it? It's just I'm a hustler too, so I feel like you trying to charge me to cut my car off. You know what I don't like? I don't like, man. I don't like the fact that they do it to black people. Like, I think there's a bias because I go to white establishments also, and they don't do that. They don't gouge like that. Like, you go to a white establishment, 
in Houston, at least. I just the hate when they try to run it. game on you. Like, yeah. I, I get to the parking lot. I'll be like, nah, I'm cool with the owner. Well, the owner doesn't run the parking lot. It's two different entities. Uh, the, the parking lot is owned by somebody. How, nigga? How? But it is what it is, and they're going to eat off that. And if, you, if you're if driving them cars, them, them real cars, oh, you're going to yeah, pay I that. Just, I, you ain't going to park in the back. I just, well, let me finish my point I was going to make first. Mm-hmm. But I, I was saying that, you know, uh, you go to these, uh, you go to these uh, white establishments or any other establishment, you know, the most you'll probably pay to park is primarily About white 20. establishments, but it's probably 20 bucks. But when it comes to uh, a spot that's primarily black patrons, man, you're talking 20 to park in the back. You know, and so everything is depending on your car, the car that you're driving, depends on how high they go. Oh, pull yeah. up. So I just bought my son a wagon, right? Uh-huh. So I told my he, son. He's dropping a hundred if he's yeah, going to the club. Yeah, I told him. I say, well, <laughs> I say, you know, I said, you got your valet, your money ready? Because uh, uh, they going to hit you up. Every time you valet, you finna pay a hundred dollars. At least a hundred. At least a hundred dollars. And that's that that's thing. Houston price. Yeah, In Atlanta, you getting hit. Yeah, man. You know what I'm or like All Star happening or some some game or some some going I on be, in town. I, I be feeling disrespected though, bro. I feel disrespected. I hate paying the park. You know, I, I don't, and I have thousands of dollars in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and be no, like, no. What and I, I try what to I, talk them down. What, like, I, what I don't like, what I don't like, dog, is that the fact that they. That they bias, like I say, I go to the other establishments and they don't do that, but they do it to us. And I, you know, we know. Hey man, back when I was broke, I used to give them counterfeit money. Hey, you know. So you feel like fire exchange ain't robbery? They trying to get you, like yeah, you say, everybody. Let me hustle you too. Yeah. Back in my but, club, but, but, eight, but I guess you know, I guess you can't can't blame them, right? Back if, in my if, club, if, eight if, mile days. Yeah, I guess you can't blame them if, if if black people are dumb enough to pay the price. Then you know. Hey, it is what it is, huh? Man, at at the end of the day, niggas is gonna pay that shit because they want their car in the front anyway, so they can get them bitches. You know, I think it's bigger than that. I I, I know that when like when I valet, I valet because I want my car to be safe. I valet for safety too. You know what I'm like, saying? I, a, I don't want to come out and and like some fool broke hell. my window, uh-huh. and I gotta I got the inconvenience of paying for even though it's not it's. It's it's a little money just to fix a window, but the, the, the thing is, half it's, that to park. It's, it's the inconvenience, and they know that. And ain't gonna be nothing. They ain't gonna steal nothing out of the car. I don't, I never keep any valuables in my car, so I never get anything out of it. But it's just the inconvenience. But see, that's just niggas, and I not niggas. It's just black people, because you'll go to a black restaurant, and four wings and a soda is eighty dollars. Plus tax. <laughs> Plus tax. <laughs> and, and you and, just and paid extra, 50 to park. <laughs> and tax, gratuity, yeah. and uh, extra c- gratuity. And you done paid 100 to park. You done dropped $200 man. for three wings. Yeah. You just like trying to support black people. Just it is what it is, you know? So That's a cold game right there, man. I wouldn't know anything about chicken wings, though. I've just lost 33 pounds. So, yeah. 33 pounds? Yeah. On God. Shit. 33 pounds, man. How, so what, what's, your, what's your weight target? 
I ain't trying to be skinny, man. I wouldn't even be attractive skinny. I, ain't, I couldn't even be skinny. I ain't, I'm just trying to lose about 30 more pounds, and I'll be good. Yeah. I'll be good, man. I just um, just want to be healthier, man. You Shit, feel it, man. You feel I feel it, better. Yeah. You know, I'm, I can perform on stage you better. more confident? More confident. Um, you know, you start knocking on that 40 door. Your body start doing weird shit. Your mm -hmm. teeth start falling out. Uh, your teeth don't start falling out. Yeah, your, your teeth, teeth are not going to fall out for no reason. Well, yeah, <laughs> if you ate candy your whole life, like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you ate candy and drank soda and all that, and, you know, you, um, you start getting these high blood pressure headaches for no reason, mm -hmm. and your heart start doing that little jumping bullshit, and you laying down, you ain't even doing nothing. You just laying down and your heart beating fast. You're like, nah, man, I ain't get to this point and this success to die. What was it for? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, let me try to do something about it. You know, so um, I hate going to the gym. So I bought everything in the garage. So I lift weights three times a week and I try to walk for an hour every day. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I changed my eating habits too. And that's how I did it. How were you growing up? Like, you grew up with your mom and dad, or what was the family? Dynamic? It was me and my mom. Um, my little brother came when I was around nine, you know, but it, I was the only child to like nine years old. Mm -hmm. And we stayed in Studiwood, a uh, small ass house um, in the hood. Uh, that's probably why I am scared of roaches to this day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It don't matter how clean your house was. If your house was on bricks, like you was gonna see roaches and rats. There's no way around that shit. But yeah, um, but I I say I wasn't no gangster though. Like I, um my mom was a good person. She raised me the right way, you know. So all my partners that was gangsters and shit, I I our people going to their house and seeing how their mama was or their daddy was. And I'm like, all right, that's why I ain't like y'all. ain't hating or nothing because, shit, we going to beat somebody up together, you know. But, yeah, y'all niggas savage. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm man, saying? You know, you, you know you need to be in the movies, right? Hey, man. You got it, bro. You got, you got that persona, man. <laughs> it's like, shit, yeah, it is what it savage. is. You I'm not. <laughs> I tell niggas all day, I'm a hood nigga. <laughs> I, I ain't no gangster, though. Like, you know, it ain't nothing wrong with being a gangster. You know, some people ain't got, they just going to be a gangster. That's what they have to be. I don't know. You know I think saying? I think a better message is it is something wrong with being a gangster because the, the gangster, the lifestyle, you know, and I've been a gangster, you know, like the gangster lifestyle doesn't have a great retirement plan. But you know what? You're speaking from a nigga that made it to the retirement plan. See, when you're younger, the 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 bitches only want the gangster niggas. Younger women, you know what I'm saying? That nice guy is not getting no pussy at all. But that gangster that's uh, going to juvenile and shit and all that, he's fucking all the bitches in the apartments. Well, it's about being rebellious, mm -hmm. I think. I think, yeah, you I think young people, the youth, want, are just by nature rebellious. And that's no matter what generation that is, it transcends generations. No, for uh, sure. Young people just like rebellion. And yeah. that's why when they get to be a certain age, they go trying to clean up everything. Yeah, because that shit, they got, they got a time limit on it, man. You can't do that shit forever, man. 
And then you're going to run to a nigga that's about that, just like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What happened then? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because your like, reputation yeah. precedes you also. Mm-hmm. So it's somebody, while you being active, it's somebody watching you being active. And they're thinking like, yeah, sooner or later, he's going to try me. Sooner or later, I'm going to have to deal with that guy. And they already mm-hmm. know they already know how to deal I with you. They already plotting on you. Yeah, shit, because you know they've saying? been watching you be active. Yeah, man. So you did you get into any fights as a kid? Yeah. I got um I got into a lot of fights as a kid. Um And what were these fights primarily over? These fights, man. Disrespect, the number one thing for niggas. You know, somebody how, somebody playing they, how, with you. How are they disrespecting you? You know, uh people, you know, niggas just gonna fuck with you. They gonna try you. Maybe we ain't got money like that, and everybody got Jordans, but I got Jordash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, everybody, you know what I'm saying, they mama taking them to the mall to get their school clothes, and I had to go to Wieners. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. You know you what I'm saying? You still did so, better than me. We had to go. We had to, we went Wieners to, was lit, too. Wieners, Wieners. We had Wieners sometimes, but other times, and for those of you who don't know, Wieners was a department store, but, uh, but you know, there were other times we had to use vouchers, man. Mm. We had to use vouchers and go to like Salvation Army mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I went through that. I yeah. went through that. You'd be lucky you find some something, some nice shoes in Salvation Army. Well, they have brand new things now. They mm-hmm. got brand new. Yeah, it's lit now. Yeah. It's just like how uh how uh food stamps is today. Back in the day, you could not get no name brand shit. Yeah. Before we had to get that shit at the bottom, you had to get Apple Dapples, not Apple Jacks. You know what I'm saying? Right. But today, you can ball out with a motherfucking with food stamps today. You can buy anything, man. I was I was in the store a couple of weeks ago and I saw what is the EBT card? I think mm-hmm. it's called. Where it was showing that you could buy like lobster and oh shrimp shit, and all <laughs> that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, shit different. I remember. Uh, I don't know how it is now, but I, I remember. Um, them food stamps, I think the, the, the $1 food stamp was gray, the, the $5 one was brown mm-hmm. and shit. And this shit looked like Monopoly money to me. I thought this shit was actually fly. I said, like, we, we don't need real money. We can use this shit. <laughs> that shit, all right, bet. But when, when she was like, we can't get craft cheese. We have to get this this trash-ass cheese. I was like, okay, I don't like this shit no more. Like, did, did you have, did, were you ever <laughs> in the store with, with the food stamps and waited for somebody to leave? Waited till other people left. The store. My mom, she she didn't care like that. You know what I'm saying? No, she, but you you never went to the store with food stamps. Well, I would I would stand next to her when she did it. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, you got off I, easy. Yeah, I ain't. You got off easy. My mama used to send us to the store with the food stamps, and so we got the food stamps, mm-hmm. and we're waiting. Like it, so, we try to spend the food stamps quickly uh-huh. before somebody comes in the store who who recognizes I, us. I think my mama tried. I don't think they, they, later on, they wouldn't let kids do it. Yeah. Uh, they, I think my mama tried to have me do that at uh, Kroger's one time. No, what was the shit, uh, Apple Tree back then. Now, for, tree. now for any of you out there. That's how might, old I am. Now, now, for any of you out there who might be on some BS, my mama worked. So, she, she, we had welfare as a, to subsidize her income. My mama worked five days a week for the, uh, for the Houston Independent School District as a cook. So, you she know, put the work crazy, in. Though. My mom was a teacher. She worked for HISD. Yeah. And we were still broke. That's what it would hit me. Like, I remember being like in middle school, like college ain't all that. 
it's dope if it's a two-income household, but my mama got two kids, a master's degree, and is a teacher, and we still broke. Well, y'all broke. Oh, we wasn't struggling. We know. wasn't. I say this because she she worked her ass off. She would teach during the week. She was a real estate agent. She played piano at church, three different churches on Sundays to get three different checks from three different churches. You know, so she brought a lot of money in, but mm. it just wasn't enough like that. You know what I'm saying? She always, now I'm like, I know she ain't had no drug habit. <laughs> I know okay. she wasn't tricking. Okay. I know she wasn't doing none of that. But for the most part, she... She always, and with my child support money, my uh, my little brother's child support money, it was just always just enough for the bills and the car note and the light bill. And, you know, yeah. Did any of the utilities ever get turned off? No. Did y'all ever get evicted? No. Shit, y'all rich, but y'all, y'all was good. You did. Like, you know, Mama I, did good. How many, how many of you were, was it? It was two. It was two. It was two? Like, I never, I never tried to discredit her like we was just fucked up. But I think my mama understood the system. She was like, all right, well, I can get these food stamps over here. So that frees up this money for this. If I play piano, piano at these churches, then that'll be the food money for the week. If I can sell a house here and there, then maybe he can get some Jordans or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, we would be in the hood, but I had Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Genesis, and all that. Man. Yeah. You, you, boy, you had it easy, Everybody man. came to my had, house. It was, you it had the good life, They called man. my house the arcade. You no meals. Y'all didn't get the phone turned off. That's why I tell people that there are good people in that, that are in the hood who are law-abiding citizens who work every day and who are just genuinely good People, I know yeah. a lot of, and more. Pe there are more of those pe type of people in mm -hmm. the hood than there are not. For sure, for but sure. But you know how for they sure. like to spin the narrative. Yeah, they that 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 shit always been goofy to me. Like I, my thing is I'm from the hood. We we were broke, but my mom made sure that I didn't notice. It. You know what I'm saying? Like it. Uh, I know we'd be moving from here to here and. You know what I'm saying? And certain things that happen and all that. But for the most part, she tried to make sure I had things that I wanted. You know what I'm saying? So, like I say, I, um, you know, I didn't been through hard times, but I know it's people who've had it way worse. Way worse. People who didn't have parents who had it all together. You know what I'm saying? So they had to go outside and do shit. You know what I'm saying? So... Like I say, it's um, I always commend my mama for that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's probably, ain't no problem. That's where I got all my musical talent from. You know what I'm saying? She would play the she piano with her. She play the piano? No, I was just watching. Just, just watching. It was always a piano in the house. Old piano from her grandma. You know, so she would play the piano at church. I'll play the drums. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. All right. Yep, and that followed me all the way to the band, that Booker T. I'm playing the drums in the band. And, yo, 
for Booker T. Yeah, we yeah. smash y'all on that battle of the bands. Never. We used to smash y'all. Nobody could fuck with us. Uh, 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 nobody but Yates. Yates? And Yates couldn't even, well, couldn't you know even what, see us. You know what? You know you, you came at way after me. That, that, but that, that's the only reason why. Because, but go look up the history of Forrest Brook. That band. Oh, no, Forrest Brook. Y'all went on punk bitch. that band. Forrest Brook went on punk bitch. I get, see, I'm going to say what made Forrest, Forrest Brook lit. Y'all were very loud. So, y'all weren't the best players. Hell no, man. Hold but on. y'all were so loud that y'all sold that shit. So, if motherfuckers come out on the field, oh, oh, you just like, all right, I feel that shit. Nah, y'all loud than a motherfucker. Y'all can't see me, though. <laughs> y'all can't see me. Yeah. But, you know, y'all, y'all loud. No, nah, no. Nah, nah, <laughs> far, far as Brooke was loud. And, and, and we had. Oh man, we Boris Book was nice though. They they they, they came baddest they girls. Nice. I'm talking about the baddest girls, man. We we Forrest Brooks, we had so many fine girls. Like the girls who were petite, mm-hmm. we had but but like nines and dimes on the cheerleader team. If they had a woman body, they were Jaguars, you know, mm-hmm. y'all in all the really little schools, y'all called them majorettes, but you yeah. know, we was on a different level, so we called we was a Jaguar, so we called our girls the Jaguarettes. You know what's crazy? And, I went to so many high schools because I, uh, I, like when I turned sixteen, I knew I wanted to be who I ended up being, and I dropped out so many times. I just didn't want to go to school no more. I just wanted to make beats and rap and just do that, and. I dropped out so many times. I would never do my work. I would when I got there, I did my work. I just didn't want to go. I started making beats when I was sixteen. I would be up to like six, seven in the morning. My mom would go to work before I had to leave, so I'm not gonna stay up to six a.m. and then get dressed and go to school. I'm just gonna not go. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like the fuck, you know. So I would. My mom, because she worked at H- HISD, she could. If I'm failing at this school, take me out of there, put me in another one. You know what I'm saying? So I went to so many different high schools. And then when I moved to Titwell, that's when I went to Jersey Village. And that was Cypher District. And I was just like, whoa, the bitches over here are way better. So it hit me that you had bitches that was hood bad. And then you had these bitches that had money. These bitches looked a little better than the hood bitches, and I don't get it fucked up. I love my hood bitches, but this bitch looked a little better getting out this Benz, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was like, it's a different level of hood, a different level of bad bitch over here. You know what I'm saying? But maybe I'm just used to, I always felt like the hood schools made me like ugly bitches. The hood schools. Now explain that. Because in the hood, most of these bitches was ugly, but they had fat asses. <laughs> so you'd be like, damn, man, that bitch bad than the motherfucker. <laughs> but when she she really just had a nice ass body and shit. In hood schools, a sprinkle of them are pretty. And they either fucking with the, bas- the, the basketball or the football niggas or some nigga in college or some other shit. Or some old ass nigga they have no business fucking with. You know what I'm saying? But nine times out of ten in the hood, man, they just from the high school I went to and shit at Booker T, they wasn't pretty like that. So you some call, of them was. So you so. called Booker T at the end of their glory. Nah, Booker T has some bad ones. I don't get it fucked up. Every in the hood you got pretty bitches, but 
Nine times, most of them just pretty got girls, some nice ass pretty bodies. girls, pretty women, pretty girls, pretty women. This is B King, y'all. This it show sure is. You know, y'all know I don't give a fuck. No, but I, um, in my older age, I do give a fuck now, and I want to talk yeah. to the black women. I don't want you to think that just because you in the hood or your living situation or you may not have as much as the other people that, that affects your beauty or you look any less than the other ones. All I'm saying is just what I observed as a 17-year-old. I peeped that in the hood. You have females with gold teeth. You have females that was tatted the fuck up, all that. Hood-ass bitches. And that looked good to me, too. But when I went over here to Cy Falls in Jersey Village, they wasn't tatted up. They ain't had gold teeth. These bitches talked like white girls, and they was just as thick as the hood bitches. And I was just... It's just different. So let me rephrase that. They're not better. They were different. Ghetto Boys Reloaded Podcast will be right back after the break. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes... In a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Let's, let's talk about uh, <laughs> let's talk about mm-hmm. one of your favorite words, bitch. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you reconcile loving using that word so much? I mean, that word is one of the, your favorite words. I mean, it, it it has a dear place in your heart, a special place in your heart. How do you reconcile using that word and raising two daughters? What what if what what if what if what if Ah, uh, here if, go the question. They love what, asking what me. What if? What if? How, Somebody what, put a cucumber in your daughter. Your daughters. <laughs> your daughters are what nine and ten. Well, uh, they eleven, eleven, soon to be eleven and twelve. Okay, yeah, 11, eleven and twelve. Your daughters yeah. are eleven and twelve. What if your daughter came home and said, "Chance called me a B." What you do? It have to be a situation where. Are you hanging around this nigga? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be one hundred. Cause like, if a nigga just call you a bitch for no so reason, while you just eating in the cafeteria, I'm gonna have to come to the school. But if you all in this nigga face, and you know all on this nigga dick and shit, and he don't value women, and you notice, know and we, we, he call we, you a we, bitch. We're like, talking about eleven and twelve. <laughs> man, hey, that's when it start going down in middle school, though. Oh, man. Shit. Shit. But at middle school, I went to black uh, middle school on the north side. Man, it was bitches pregnant in that bitch. 13, 12. But anyway, um, it would have to be, I'd have to know what's going on behind it. Because if you all on this nigga face. <laughs> You you gotta respect yourself. If this nigga calling all the girls around him bitches, and you want to still hang around this nigga, you gonna be a bitch soon. Okay, so let's see having B King as a daddy, you gonna look at the world a whole lot different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I put my daughters on. I, I talk to them like like street niggas from a very young age. So nothing, they're not impressed by no nigga, none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if your dad is beat, club guard, you're going to know what the fuck going on at a very young age. All these songs I made, they were there. They was hearing this shit. They, they were, I, <laughs> they I were came there. to your house and they, they, they were, were like, there. you yeah. holding one when making the beat. You, what, 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 the, the little one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, uh, that was uh, were, Kayla. Yeah. yeah I was sitting on my lap while I'm sitting there yeah. saying this, bitch suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so when they get a little older, they, they, 
you know, questions going to be asked. And I have well, to explain I, to them. What, I tell you what, though, you know, uh, all BS aside, man, and uh, just watching you, like, watching, watching you interact with your daughter, both of them, mm -hmm. watching you just interact with them, let me know that you were at the very minimum a good dad. Oh no, for you sure. know that right sure. there. I, I'm always impressed by good fathers. You know, like I'm always sure. impressed by by guys who spend time with their children, like quality time with their children, and you can tell the ones who really are into their children. Like, like you know, it's crazy. You I can tell. Like, you can tell that. I feel like the best dads are the people who didn't have one. Oftentimes they are. Like yeah, nine times out of ten, you want to be that guy. Because I'm just like. Yeah. I, I I couldn't imagine not being in their lives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like my dad, um, we got cool before he passed away, like in um '03, but he wasn't there at all. I say probably my whole life, I probably seen this guy probably maybe two or three weeks out of my whole life. If you add up all the different times we saw each other, mm. you know what I'm saying? So I wasn't feeling that nigga like that. I ain't gonna lie, you know. But when um. When I um, turned eighteen, he 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 just he tried to come in my life more and talk to me, and I couldn't do nothing but respect that. You know, I ain't gonna be no hoe ass nigga. No, nigga, fuck you. No, you know it was. Uh, you know, I, I let him try to. You know, and we we got cool before he passed away. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I couldn't I couldn't put my daughters through that. And in and, and this fucked up ass world we in now, man, you you need. Some male figure to let you know what the fuck's going on, man. Like, cause it's 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 rough out here. It was rough back in the day, but today, man, with them phones, man, you 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 take a L, man. Back in the day, man, you can just switch schools, but today, man, it's on the internet, man. So you can't run from no L today. So you gotta teach them values and things. You know what I'm saying? Just like, don't embarrass yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, just. You know, because if you embarrass yourself, I'm going to make a song about you like I don't even know you. <laughs> and it's going to be on the radio. Your kids, gonna, your friends going to be TikToking to that shit, all that shit. Okay. Hi hypothetically speaking, hypothetically speaking, your daughter comes home. She's, I don't know, 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And she has a guy right behind her. She says, Dad. This is my boyfriend, and you look the guy up and down. You know, he smelled like weed. He tatted up, and his pants are hanging off his ass, and he tell you, what's up, nigga? How you? <laughs> How do you respond to that? This you is know, my thing. I wouldn't even judge him from his pants hanging down or weed. I wouldn't even judge him from that, but uh, what's up, nigga? Get the bitch out. What? Get the <laughs> fuck out of my house. Nigga, what the Nigga. But then can't do that with women. Cause they will re rebel. They will go see see this nigga and fuck him next week behind your back. So it's like you have to instill it in your daughters. Like I am not I, I, I can't sit here and say that my daughters are exempt from any of this. It can happen to any of us. You can be the best dad and it can still happen to you. All I know is that. I did everything I could to instill, like, you hear my songs, so you know, in a way, what not to be like. 
don't be like my lyrics. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In, in a fucked up ass way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whatever I'm rapping about, don't do that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it just it is what it is, you know. But I um I never judge a, a young man for being young. You know what I'm saying? Niggas gonna smoke, they gonna um, you know, they gonna sag. They're going to do all that. Hell, you're 16, man. It is what, I, it is what it is. But um, certain people, you 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 know when they in them streets, though. You can look at some of them little niggas and be like, I mean, let me see this nigga Instagram. And he holding pistols and every picture. Nah, nah, that's not no nigga you finna fuck with. You have a humorous side of you, but you also have a serious side of you. Most people know the humorous side of you when you make, from making the beats and stuff and just being this jolly guy, right? You know, mm -hmm. just, you know, happy-go-lucky guy. Uh, how do you respond when people take you for a joke? Let's say somebody, um, let's, say it's, let's say it's a situation, you know, where, you know, I don't know, uh, you just, it, it's, you know, it's a serious situation no, for somebody for sure. think, thinking that be, because of, what they've heard you in the music, they thinking that, you know, on a personal side, that's who you are. You know what? I don't, I'm not saying it can't happen, but I don't have problems like that. I think for two reasons. Um, number one, when you see me in person, you see I'm 6'3", you be like, oh, man, I thought I could whoop that little jolly ass nigga. Man, oh, shit, man. I got to shoot him now, man. <laughs> like, like the little jolly nigga I thought like that you know what I'm saying so a lot of people they don't, they don't play with me like that not saying I can't get played with but I don't have those problems and another reason another thing I don't carry okay. myself like that Okay, I don't wear the jewelry I don't flash money like that I don't you know so a lot of people when they meet me they see I'm a real ass person I don't I don't feel like I'm too big to talk to anybody. I have a conversation with anybody. I don't, um, any, most time I had problems with people, it was, they just wanted me to fuck with them. Mm. They just, man, B King, bro, we, we just want you to fuck with me. Just listen to my music, bro. Just, that's all I wanted, bro. I ain't had no issue. Like, you know, like it's, I don't have issues with nobody. You know what I'm saying? And this, I think it's how I care. I know how to talk to people. You know what I'm saying? How, how to carry myself. You know? and, and what is the best way for somebody to approach you who's trying to get you to listen to their music or listen to their song, their raps? What's the best way for them to get at you? Hey, how about this? I, to anybody approaching any artist, just step outside of your own shoes for a little while and just put yourself in their position. If somebody is taking a shit, they don't want to have a conversation with nobody. That just happened to me two weeks ago. I was in a restaurant taking a shit. Dude came in there, B King. B King, B -King. I know that's I know that you up in there, huh? I saw you walk up in there, bro. You know what I'm saying, man? I just want to let you know now. I, I really fuck with what you do for the city, dog. And I want you to fuck with my music. I, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just like. <laughs> I'm taking shit. You know when somebody walk in the bathroom, you you clutch your ass cheeks tight. You stop you stop taking that shit because you don't want them to hear that. So you, I'm already sitting there trying not to let this shit out. <laughs> this nigga talking to me. I'm just like, hey, this nigga just still. When the nigga started to rap, 
<laughs> That's, I say, I say, I say, say my nigga. I say, I say, I'm trying to take a shit, my nigga. All right, man. All right, all right. And then he just walked out, and I'm just like. But I remember when I was a new artist, and it was like 2009 or 10. I probably would have said son of made him want to do something when I kind of got out the stall or something. You know, so I, I, I'm growing too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but it, it, come with it. it come with it, man. You can't go to Walmart, man. You can't do normal shit. If you go to Walmart, you got to take pictures with damn near everybody in that hole. You got to, you know, shit. And then you start going to Target because it's not as ratchet. <laughs> now I go to Target, man. Start start going to some Whole Food um, grocery stores. <laughs> What's the one Aldi? How, how you say it? I'll, I'll, whatever. But yeah, man. You know, um, but people. I'm a real approachable person, man. I'm not no asshole. I sit there and have a conversation. I ain't with that touching shit, though. You know, because that 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 almost escalated. Um, I say around January. I'm, I'm up in Walgreens and um. A guy walk up on me. He was a fan, but he walked up to me, touching me. He put his arm around me. What's up, B King? Nigga, I fuck with you, man. I said, nigga, get the fuck off me. And he's like, nigga, what the fuck you want to do? I say, nigga, I don't know you, nigga. You put your arm around me. He was like, shit, man, I fuck with your shit, though, man. I say, nigga, say that then. You can't just be touching people like that. So shit can escalate quick. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know how to talk to people and de-escalate situations, I know how to talk to people. You know what I'm saying? Because miscommunication, it can go left quick, man. A lot of these people that don't like you, they were, when they were getting dressed to go to the club, they was your fan putting on these shirts and shit. They was your fan. They loved you. Until they walked up to you and said the wrong thing. And now they instantly wanted to kill you. Because you killed their whole perception of you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I try to stop that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I try to stop before we get there. You know what I'm saying? It's been times I've been to clubs and, you know what I'm saying? Niggas, they mugging you and shit. And, you know what I'm saying? You get through doing your show because you in their city. They can get to you. You know what I'm saying? They get right past them security niggas and all that. What's up, BK? Nigga, I want you to fuck with my shit. I say, man, look. I'm going to be 100 with you. We in a club. It ain't nothing I can do. Anything you say that wasn't listening to their music, they ready to go left now because you, you fucked up the plan they had. They were going to rap to you and you were going to fuck with it and it was going to be like hustle and flow and shit. You know what I'm saying? But I had to get close to the nigga. I got real close to him so you know I wasn't no, like, no bitch ass nigga. I said, hey, I'm gonna be 100 with you, my nigga. You don't need to be rapping your shit to these rappers anyway. Me saying this ain't the right time this is me saying it's not the right time because it ain't. You need to stop saying your shit to these rappers anyway because you'll say your shit to these rappers and in six months you'll hear your shit on they shit. Stop rapping to these rappers in the club, my nigga. 
Well, he he going to steal your shit. How, how else? <laughs> he was like, he, he was like, nah, I, I respect it. I respect it. I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Fucking with me and shit. I fuck with your shit. Charlotte, fuck with your shit. This for, was in for, Charlotte. For, like. for, for, a guy, for a guy who meets his idol in the club, who is does what that idol does if he raps, if he makes beats. Let's just say he raps and he has an opportunity to approach you. And what what is the alternative if he can't walk up to you? Because a lot of rappers have heard rappers got on by walking up to Jay Z or this person and spitting their bars. I'll be I'll, What's I'll the be best real way? With him. What what is the best way for them if they can't get you at get, get at you right then on the spot? What's the best way for them to get at you or anybody? When rappers come up to me, I tell them, 100% real nigga shit. It's nothing I can do for you right now. Now, if you want a picture or something, that's cool. But you spitting to me and all that, this ain't the 90s, bro. You ain't no guy in the back of the bar gonna sign you the Cadillac records and motherfucking like this ain't. <laughs> now, now, if they want to make a, if they now if they want to get some production, that's different. Now, my, my thing is, if y'all want to get a feature or a beat or something, that's different. Take yeah. my number down. Right. Let's get it popping. But all that walking up thinking of that I'm finna change your life tonight like that. It's not possible. You know what I'm saying? Even if I like what you're gonna spit, what can I do right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be like, man, look, don't give your song to me. Give it to a DJ that can do something with it. That DJ right up there in that booth, take your song to him. You know what I'm saying? Take that song, get all your little nieces and cousins and everything, make all of them do TikToks to this song. A lot of niggas, they don't want to do the work. They just want the instant. You know what I'm saying? And anything that you tell them outside of instant, they take it as hating. You know? the, the flip side of that is the, the women. What's the mm -hmm. most memorable escalation that you've had with a woman in the club or just anywhere out in public? The escalation, you're like, damn, that 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 it, changed quick or that the first thing, The first thing came to my brain was um, 2012. My manager is my baby mama. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Tasha. You know what I'm saying? Um, she's very club guard sensitive. Because we have children together. We protect them and we protect the money. I trust her because she will not fuck over me because we got kids. We're going to get this money forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We got an understanding. We're not together. You know what I'm saying? But we have a respect for each other. You know what I'm saying? And... In 2012, we were together, though. And I was in Onyx. This when Onyx was still in Dallas. And it was, uh, I think it was either Super Bowl or All-Star or something. But Onyx was packed. And I guess this little bitch wasn't making no money in there. And she was mad. So she was just walking through the crowd of people, just pushing everybody and pushing them. And I had this coca-cola because i don't drink i had this coca-cola in my hand and she shoved into me and the shit just fell all over my damn outfit i said man you need to watch where the fuck you going nigga shut the fuck up i ain't gotta watch where the fuck i'm going nigga this is my club nigga fuck she put her hand in my face before i could even retaliate tasha just threw her drink in the bitch face poof and jumped jumped on her and beat her ass 
And I was just like, that was one of the situations I, I was glad she was there because it was like, I'm glad she was there to do something because I couldn't, I'm a man. All I could do was yell louder and make me look lame. I'm giving this bitch attention and shit. But she beat the bitch ass. So that was a time in the club where it escalated with a woman. Shouts out to Tasha. Shout out to I Tasha. do not condone violence, but I do condone self defense let me, let, 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 and let, retaliation. Let me give uh, Tasha her uh her flowers though, because I don't I don't do interviews. You you really did. You hit me, so I did this. And I appreciate it. Yeah, my manager Tasha, she don't get a lot of respect as she should. We came from the bottom with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Nobody gave us a template. Nobody sounded like me in 09. And we made it all the way to the top. I've watched her beat up promoters, DJs, strippers, and anybody that's played with this shit that we built. You know what I'm saying? She's a psycho bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But she's one of the only women that I trust. You know what I'm saying? And... A lot of artists don't get their managers, you know what I'm saying? Love and respect, man. They just People think it's just the artists and all that. Contracts have to be read. Tasha's low-key a fucking lawyer. When I was finna sign to Columbia, you know what I'm saying? I had my lawyer looking over the contract, and I had Tasha looking over the contract. Tasha finished the, she finished the contract before the lawyer. And the lawyer was like, Tasha, you really should practice law because... You combed through that before and, and understood everything and brought points and things to me before I could finish it. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Tasha, man. Like she's the best manager. You know what I'm saying? She uh she was a rapper. <laughs> she quit rapping to manage me. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Tasha. Shout out to Tasha and shout out to B for King sure. for joining the Ghetto Boys Reloaded podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's been a thrill, brother. Hey. It's been a thrill. Ain't nothing but love on my end, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, big OG, triple OG salute to you, the ghetto boys, all that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what, I bet you probably even remember this. My first time ever meeting you, I think it's before you had went to jail, a little bit before that. We was in Kojak's studio. Kojak, Kojak yeah. Wow. Kojak, you had on like this white dress shirt or something. I think uh, we, we was we, 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 we were we at his studio or was he at my or were we at my studio? Well, you know, Kojak I, used to work out of my studio. Maybe also. we was at yours. Yeah. I know he had this purple NPC four thousand, and he was saying he had these drums from KLC. Shout out to KLC, Beast by the Pound. Mm -hmm. And I remember you, you you were sitting on a couch. And that's the first time I ever saw you and met you. I know you probably don't remember that. But I don't know whose studio it was. But yeah, where it was. Where was it at? You remember? I can't remember exactly where. I know it was Kojak there. Okay. Kojak. Shout, shout out to Kojak. Shout out to Kojak. My OG, my OG partner. There you know what I'm saying? On them beats. One love yeah. going down memory lane on yes, our way sir. out of the door. No more talk. This episode was produced by A-King and brought to you by the Black Effect Podcast Network and, and iHeartRadio. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. 
Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.